here's a commercial message from me. If you're looking to grow your business in 2021, then why not take either some sponsorship or some advertising with the Supersonic Marketing Podcast? You're listening and your customers might be listening too. All you need to do to become a sponsor or an advertiser with the podcast is send me an email to mark at supersonic.marketing. That's mark at supersonic.marketing and I will send you a rate card and a presentation that will absolutely convince you that it is the right thing to do to grow your business and help your brand boom. Hi, and welcome to the Mark McSee Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast. Every week, we will talk to the great, the good, and the legendary from the worlds of food, drink, marketing, and business to help give you the advice that will really help your brand boom. A huge thanks to our headline sponsors, the award-winning Engage Interactive. Engage Interactive have been helping hospitality businesses like yours prepare for a mobile and digital first world since 2007. From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. So this is a bit of a bonus episode and I'm coming to you from Brighton and it's a very wet and windy, horrible, blustery day. So I had a thought where a few months back I was lucky enough to go on to the Food Marketing Club Facebook group and host a webinar or be the guest on a webinar with Annika Wainwright, who is the lead person at Two Forks, who I use quite a lot for copywriting and just general advice and all that as well. You know, you've got to surround yourself with great people and Annika is definitely one of those. And Annika invited me on to our sort of weekly webinar fan club type of thing and I was really blessed and happy to to be on it it was a real nice break and it taught me actually to just relax a bit and you know and have some fun at work as well you know I'm always very serious and trying to get great things done and, and all the rest of it and it was just such a great group of people that came on to the webinar and great questions and it just felt so calming and nice to be part of that and I'd really recommend joining the Food Marketing Club if you can so if you go onto Facebook free to join and it's just a great place for people to share thoughts and ideas and best practice and ask questions and and be a real community so I would definitely recommend that. So I was on there to talk about how to start a podcast so I've been meaning for a long time to do this podcast, to actually sit down and say, okay, here's how you do a podcast. And what transpired over the interview really was Annika asked one question and then I just talked forever about it. And I thought, to be honest, I'm probably not going to do a better job of getting all of this down. So here it is. Here is my podcast on how to do a podcast and all of the good things, all of the bad things, all of the pitfalls, all of my advice, all my learnings. I've just kind of given it all. So there it is. Have a listen. I hope it helps you. Of course, it's about a music podcast and a hospitality podcast, but it really is about podcasting in general. So give it a go. See what you think. Do get in touch with me and get in touch with the show and I'll answer any questions that you have. I'll be really, really happy to help. So have a wee listen, see what you think. And I really hope that it helps you. I'm very excited to have Mark here today to teach us all about podcasting. I think most of you know Mark McCulloch. He has run several very successful seasons of first the Spectacular Marketing Podcast and then the Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast, which is one of my favorites that I listen to every single week myself. And you've probably seen I've shared episodes in the chat before because whenever I walk away with tons of takeaways I can't help but share them with you all. So before we get stuck in we're going to do it slightly differently today. Mark hasn't got a talk as such prepared because I figure we're all going to have so many questions. I certainly have lots of questions. I thought we'd do more of a sort of interview style like a podcast and then um, everyone can jump in with their questions later. So I guess I just jump in with my first story. Like as someone who's done, like I did radio at university, I've really enjoyed it. Always thought I had a face for radio. But 
I've always liked the sort of idea of having a podcast. And obviously now Mark has stolen my niche, so I, I couldn't jump in and, and, and compete with the Supersonic show. But um, the question, I guess, on everyone's mind is like, how much time does it actually take up? Because it seems like a massive um, undertaking. How much time does it take out of, out of your week, Mark? I would flip it the other way and I would try and be positive about it, you know, and just say you'll never find the time if you put a number on it, but you'll find the time if you commit to doing it. It's like anything, you know, like my old grandfather used to say, you know, you'll never have enough savings to get married, you'll never have enough savings to have kids, you know, you just do it and then you figure it out after. So. I think it's the same with podcasting where you've really got to just commit and you've made a commitment like you do, Annika, with this group and all these things. You've made a commitment to people, so you've got to do your best to to do it. And the only advice I could give is try and bulk things up as much as you can. So, you know, have things... The setup is painful, but once you're there, it's great. So... You know, I mean, I've written down loads of things here, but I think, you know, it's all about process and not doing everything from scratch every single time. So, Mm -hmm. you know that your your episode is maybe an hour, let's say. You know, lots of people, lots of wise people are saying 40 minutes is the optimal. You know, I've had ones that are one minute, one hour, 48, sorry. And it was one of the best listened to shows ever had. You know, so don't worry about how long it is because people will dip in, dip out and all the rest of it. Also, I would say, don't just, just while we're on the subject, don't do a part one and a part two for an episode either. You see some people doing that because they're so frightened that it's so long. Some of Joe Rogan's podcasts are like three hours long and he just got hundreds of millions of pounds from Spotify to be exclusive to them. So, you know, don't don't worry about that. So, yeah, just in terms of time. So I guess it's down to tasks. So, you know, the tasks that you really have are you've got to, obviously when you're setting it up, know what your show is going to be all about. And the more niche, the better. And, you know, you're saying, you know, you couldn't do one. Now, of course you could. You know, that there's so many that are overlapping and people would prefer to listen to you or see your guest than mine or they'd listen to both or, you know, there's room for everyone. So, you know, I think that's a healthy thing. So then you've got to figure out what its name's going to be. Then you've got to figure out what the artwork's going to look like. Then you've got to figure out, um, you know, just, just like in terms of the intro copy and all these things. So the best thing that you can do there is just be a magpie and go on to you know, Spotify and, you know, all these other ones, iTunes, whatever, Apple Podcasts, and steal with pride. You know, (laughs) these certain shows are number one for a reason, right? And when I was a kid, um, I was in a band, and and just before we were going on to our very first gig, I went for a nervous pee um, before, not to get too graphic, but before I, I went to the, you know, to go on the stage. And I seen this bit of graffiti that said, eat, you know, beginning with an S, but let's say poo. A billion flies can't be wrong. And I think that's a great piece of advice. There's a bit of graffiti. You know, it basically it is, you know, these companies that have spent a lot of money to be number one in the charts, etc. cetera, you know, there's a formula there in terms of how they look, how they sound, how they're structured. Um, so the best things that you can do is look at the names that are successful and try and figure out, the etymology or the origin or the the brand hierarchy of how they are structured. Mm-hmm. You know, is it the name show with something? Is it the something show with so-and-so presenting? You know, start to interrogate all that stuff. And also, like picking a bottle of wine off the shelf or a book off the shelf at the library or whatever, or a bookstore, it's the same as you're going through all of the the... Um, the tiles, you know, on the feed. Again, look at the ones that stand out. Look at the colorways. Look, do they use an image of themselves? Do they not? Have they got an illustration? Is it just a color? Is it just text? You know, again, it's all these things that are that are adding up to that. And then, you know, I think the other thing just starting off is really thinking about production. So thinking about how the sound quality is going to be, how it's going to be structured, and, you know, if you are really into podcasts and, you know, you'll start to understand that it's like, 
oh, there's a highlight from the episode that they play at the start, and then it goes into the tune, and then the host does a maybe an ad, and then maybe an intro, and then they go into it. Other ones are, it's just the host rambling away, like the Adam Buxton one where he's out for a walk with his dog. Other people, because he's lazy and doesn't want to do the edit, right? So, and then there's other ones that are, they just go straight into the tune and then, you know. So look at those building blocks, you know, get loads of post-it notes out on big sheets of paper on your wall and shift them about and see what you think that you would like. I mean, even if you're, you know, that's sort of anal about it, you could do a little questionnaire and send it out to people your friends to say how would you like it to be structured or you know these kind of things but I mean I was quite lucky because I got a producer day one so I was doing it through my company and you know that was a luxury you don't have to do that but I had a guy called Gaz and Gaz used to work at Absolute Radio and I got to know him through one of the DJs there and he was going freelance um, at, down in Bristol, and he was something like thirty-five pounds an hour, you know, for someone that's absolutely top drawer. Oh, wow. And he did, you know, those chats with me to say, right, what about the structure? What's the theme tune going to be like? What's the stings? What's the, you know, all these things? And then, you know, that's just about you exposing yourself to lots and lots, and lots of radio and lots and lots and lots of podcasts or even TV shows and just seeing how they're produced. And then you, you know, if you've got a favorite show from the 90s or the 2000s or something you were growing up as a kid or even you like now, there might be something in that, like a vocal or a noise or a certain style of music or, you know, someone you watch on YouTube or, or whatever. Um, so I think there's that. And then if you know the structure, then it makes everything a lot more academic. Um, so that means that every single episode you're going to be doing an interview that could be half an hour, but really add another half an hour on for whatever your time's going to be because you've got set up in the chat and getting into it and all these things. So then I think there's the intro. Um, you're probably going to have to do one per episode, you know, if you want to feel topical and, you know, it's fresh and all these things. If you don't and you don't have the time, then there's no shame in just going straight into the theme music and then plop, you know, plopping your episode right in the middle, and then you know having a an outro that is just generic. If you want to save time, you know you can just go, "Oh, that was a great guest, wasn't it?" Blah blah blah. You know, and you don't mention things like the weather or the time of year or the you know, and you mm. just do it generically. Um, you do notice though, don't you, when you listen to a podcast a lot, the ones who have exactly the same intro and outro yeah. on every show, it tends to get a little bit like, oh, where do I fast forward? Yeah. So, so I think the, the good thing to do there is maybe do four or five versions of, mm-hmm. and then just, you know, just do it. That one goes week one, two goes week two, three goes, you know, and at least there's rotation there. Um, or sometimes the way that we did it, because we tested it out, was that we'd do a batch of six, and then we would freshen it up again, you know, and, and things like that. Mm. So that's kind of the, the sort of structuring bit and, and setting up for it. Um, then, of course, there's the content. So you've got to write the questions. So you've got to do research on the guest. I mean, you can go in and, you know, do it on the fly if you want, but that's, you know, very risky. Um, you know, you want to target the guests and, you know, be prepared for guests to say no as well um so if you're wanting to get a series of 52 you know one a week then you know you're probably going to have to approach 100 150 people potentially um you know depending on and also try and get every guest to recommend two or three others you know just so that that cycle keeps going i think batching up the episodes is a good idea as well so what i used to do you know when we were allowed out and all these things and allowed into studios I used to do them um, every second Wednesday or Thursday and I would do three in a day and it was knackering. I mean, it wasn't digging up roads or working in a mine knackering, but, you know, it was still pretty tiring. Um, So that was usually three one-hour, one-and-a-half-hour episodes um, and I would just space them out in between. So that can be quite a logistical nightmare you know just and then someone will change and they've got a meeting and they can't make it or they just decide to pull out and the other thing you've got to be respectful of as well is if they are attached to a company and they're talking about that company there might be a press office to go through um you know also they might want sight of 
the episode before it goes out and be prepared for them editing it. And you've got to be respectful. You know, you've got to be respectful of your guests. Um, so what else is there? And then I guess there's the editing, the recording and the editing and all that sort of stuff. From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Hey, it's Lucy here from Toggle, the newest member of the team. This time of year is all about gifting, and after a challenging year, Toggle wants to support the gift of hospitality. There are all sorts of opportunities available on the platform, from your standard digital and physical gift cards, to Gusto Italian's Taste of Italy experience, or Revolution's Christmas gift set, or even the brilliant Pay It Forward feature. And it can be made so much easier this year with the first £1,000 of sales completely on us. Just visit usetoggle.com and learn more. There's then the syndication. So everyone will go, I use this. Is it good? Or it's the best? Or And it's just like, almost don't listen to anyone. Like, try it out. There's a million of them out there of, of syndication platforms. Just do what suits you. You know, I get so many people going, oh, you should host it in Podbean because it's $2 less a month. It's just like, oh. I, I do Simplecast and I really like it. Gabby, who, who does a lot of the questions and the production likes it. Um, so it's fine. You know, like it doesn't really matter really what you're using. As long as you're happy with it, as long as you think it's easy to use, and also as long as um, the stats are good, you know, you, you get a good view on, on your stats and, and things like that as well. And just while I'm on that subject, a way to keep improving as well your podcasts, um, I'll, I'll send Annika a link to send out or I'll post it on the, 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 the Facebook group. There's a great um pod it's actually radio.co about how to be a great radio presenter it's about a 10 minute youtube clip um but the same applies for podcasting and it's all things like listen to the show and you might not want to you know you might hate the sound of your own voice but you like the idea of doing the podcast but it makes you bit you know big up other podcasts you know actually build your thing up by everyone, building everyone else up as well. Um, and things like, you know, being a guest on each other's show and, and all these, you know, doing wee deals with people. Because I guess I've got four or five competitors, you know, I would say in inverted commas that, you know, you do get a bit cheesed off at times because you go, well, you know, I was the first and it should be this and they've got that guest that I'm about to put out. And But does it matter? No one's dying, you know, and, and it's a good thing for the industry. Um, so, you know, that that's all fine. Um but yeah, so I use Simplecast. I used to use Libsyn, which I thought was good as well. It was just a bit harder to use the, the interface. Um, the bit I found hard, uh, you know, was um, just getting uh, the system to talk to the channel. So Gabby did that bit for me. So if you ever need to know how to do that, I can you know get Gabby to say. Because that's another thing, you know, we've been meaning for three years to do a how to do a podcast podcast. Um, so we need to we need to figure that out at some point as well. Um, I should yeah, mention so to, to people, Gabby, who Mark keeps mentioning, is in oh, the Bid Marketing Club. So if you have yeah. any practical questions, you can tag her in them. She's brilliant. Yeah, just ask Gabby. So so Gabby worked uh, with me at We Are Spectacular. Um, so I hired her there and then she moved on to Bills and she's now at Caravan. But Gabby's oh, she's just been my wee genius forever you know it's pretty much the best person i've ever worked with um you know or i've ever hired for certain um and, and the thing with her is she's very inquisitive so she made the podcast better by being inquisitive so she'd you know email you late at night and say like i've just found this subtitle software that understands your scottish accent or you know <laughs> or i'll do this piece of marketing where you know and i made you a sound wave on and it was kind of before loads of people were doing it so she's a real good wee hacker um for that so um you know i sort of give her a fee and she does questions and she writes the podcast notes uh, the show notes and then she posts it um every every sort of tuesday at 12 o'clock actually um so that's kind of that bit um in terms of channels to go out on I'm a big fan of, you know, Spotify is really starting to become one of the major players. Um, Apple Podcasts, obviously, uh, Google Podcasts and Amazon Podcasts. Obviously, it will then still be on, you know, Simplecast if you're on there or Libsyn or whatever. 
with the Spectacular podcast, which was my old, old series, um, we were on everything. I mean, we were on iHeartRadio, all these American things, and it didn't seem to make a lot of difference. You know, it was maybe getting you 2%, you know, share. It wasn't really up in the listening figures, I didn't think. So, um, yeah, I just, I just went for that. And then the other thing is uh, monetizing it. So what I've done is I've monetized the last series Maybe monetize the first. I did. I monetized the first series as well, actually, and I just basically went out to the market and said, "Look, my listeners. You don't know exactly who your listeners are, but you can give numbers, and you know it's the hospitality industry, right?" So I went out to suppliers and said, "Would you like the premium partnership? Would you like the headline sponsorship, or would you like an ad in there?" And really, for an hour, hour and a half episode you won't be able to get much more than three ads in there without really pissing people off, I would say. Um, unless you're a super famous podcast. I mean, if you listen to Mark Maron's, Christ, the first half hour's him reading stuff out, and it's just, hey, have you ever had a stone in your shoe? Oh, these great <laughs> shoes are, you know, it's like, what? So it's like really like, it's not even relevant, you know? Um, so, yeah, so it's a good way to monetize it, and that really kept it going. Um, because it was heavy cost, because I had Gaz, Gabby, um, I guess my own time, travel, potentially hotels, if where I was going, uh, all the kit and everything, which I'll come on to in a sec, and then um, studios, obviously, as well. Um, so if you can do the editing bit, um, the other day, I just went on to Fiverr, and I got someone to do, I'm doing like a new digital show thing on a Friday called Question Mark. And um, I basically got uh, this lady in Pakistan to do it. And it was 150 quid for opening titles like video, um, animated logo and outro, like a YouTube outro as well. And what I'm meaning by it would be cheaper for you is if you're then just going and saying, I want it to just be a podcast opening show intro, maybe a sting, a couple of stings, and then an outro, um, then that's you, you're away. If you don't want to even spend that money, it might even be, you know, 50 quid or whatever, you can then just buy some music from Pond5, I think it's a really great library, and then you just, you know, put it into GarageBand or Adobe Audition or something like that, um, Audacity, you know, it's free or whatever, and then you'll just be able to lower the volume in that and you just talk over a bed you know, and, and do it that way. So it, it doesn't really matter, you know, as long as it's worth listening to. Um, the biggest thing is to make sure that your sound is good. So people will forgive you for a crappy intro or a crappy outro or crappy music or whatever, but they won't forgive you for it sounding like you've recorded it in the loo. Um, and I've got loads of those, you know, and and it's stressful. And people comment on it, you know, people will go, the sound was crap. You know, one of my biggest interviews, I've also got a music podcast called My 90s Music Podcast and I interviewed my all-time hero, Alan McGee, who who found Oasis and, and signed them. And the, it's terrible. You know, the, the actual, uh, you know, audio is shocking. And basically he called me on FaceTime and I put it through a, a recorder and it, it just his signal was crap, but I didn't want to tell him to hang up just in case he didn't come back, or, you know. So it was just, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was, it was you know, you learn these things. I was going to ask you about that. Like, um, obviously, you can buy. You've got a fancy mic, and you you mm. try to recreate a studio environment at home. Mm. How can you control what your guests are going to sound like? Yeah, you can't really. I mean, what you can do is you can. Well, I mean, if you're feeling super flash and you want hassle, you could buy a mic or two. And, you know, just get it, you know, couriered to people and things like that. You know, if you had budget, you could ask them, you know, what have they got? I think, I mean, a lot of people do have mics now because of this. You know, they've maybe got the old air traffic control thing or, you know. But the best thing you can do really is if they can't, <laughs> just try and test them. But post-production with some an editor that really knows what they're doing will be able to take out a lot of the background noise, um, you know, and, and actually sort of boost it and fix it. The worst thing you can get is someone that's too loud because you can't really fix that. If someone's too quiet, there's a lot of things that you can do. 
So maybe it is that you have a relationship with an editor that if it's an especially bad bit of audio, they'll be able to clean it up for you. Like you could send it to Gaz and he'd do it for 40 quid or whatever it is, do you know? Um, so and, and so a lot of the time be self-serving, you know, be DIY and all that. But shit happens, you know? There's, there's ones where you've got an audio that just sounds like radio static is half of it. And you're just like, Oh my God, I don't believe it. You know? And it, it happens all the time. I mean, that's the other thing as well. When you're recording, um, do try and have a backup recording going as well, even if it is rubbish. So a lot, there's, you know, you see a lot of podcasts have actually got two mics in the person's face, which is a bit much and a bit expensive. But one of the things I did was I bought a, mic for my uh, phone so you can buy a sure mic i mean it was about a hundred and odd quid but it was really worth it and basically you can plug it into the lightning thing at the bottom you know the the little iphone cable um so it just plugs in itself plugs straight into the phone and and then you've got and you know you've got a sure app on the phone you hit that and it's quite good audio so you'll get away with that you know but most things at the moment are taking place over zoom anyway so I would say one of the, so the cheap way in, in terms of equipment and all these things is do it on Zoom, the interface, not Zoom, the hard recorder, which I'll talk about in a sec. So do it over Zoom. Um, try to see if you can get a mic in some way or they can get a mic, your guest, you know, they should probably have something now. You know, there's a lot of people invested in something now to sound a bit better. Um, then. I think, you know, the other thing you can look at is uh, Zencaster. So it's Zencast then with an R. And I found that really good, um, which is just audio. Now, the benefits of doing video is then at least you can use that for promotion. So if you're a bit handy, if you can do audio editing, you'll be able to do video editing. You know, it's not that different really unless you're going super fancy. So um, I would look to do something like that. Zencaster, the audio quality is much better, but the biggest problem with Zencaster is it's recording locally to both machines. So what you have to do after the interview is say, and you have to remind them early as well and say, do you mind hanging on because I need this file to upload? And I was doing one, which has been my most listened to podcast ever with Mark Ritson, who's from Marketing Week. So he's like top two professors in the world, really. Um, and he was in Melbourne and I was, or somewhere like that. And I was in London and it was like four or 5 AM in the morning. And we'd just done it. And at the end of the interview, he went, right, thanks a lot. Cheers in. Bye. Cause it's Friday night for him. He just couldn't wait to get a beer and he clicked the thing shut. And it was like, oh, so luckily five minutes before that, we had cut out the, just the Wi-Fi went in the hotel that I was in. And, um, luckily then while we were recording the last five or 10 minutes, the machine uploaded the 55. So on the 50 minutes or whatever. So at least I had most of the podcast, you know? Um, so that's that. So yeah, so I'd say option one, route one is zoom like we're using now, Zencaster and getting a USB mic. So get, at least if you sound good, you know, that's half the battle. So, um, get like a road NT, a USB mic or um, a Yeti's fine as well. You know, a, a Yeti Blues are they're fine as well. Um, but that's that's kind of starting off. I mean, at the very if you don't even want to spend any budget, you've got oh, you got a snowball, snowball. Yeah, I'm just selling one of those at home actually. Um, so in terms of that, you know, even if it is just you talking into the computer, if you then watch a few YouTube videos on how to enhance vocal you know, you might be able to fix that and save yourself the money. You know, if, if, you're, if you've really got a budget of zero, you know, there's ways to do it. So yeah, the, the first way to go is Zoom Zencast on a PC mic. Second is that and a USB mic of some description. The third way, I would say not to get confused, but there's a Zoom H6 recorder. So it's a hard bit of kit, like a big dictaphone. Um, I think there's a Zoom H8 now that you can actually get eight. It looks like a massive big spider and you can get like eight inputs into it. So Zoom H6 recorder I used for a long time. In fact, I'm selling that right now on eBay. That was brilliant for me. You know, I used it. If I could, I used it for Emma Wagamama, for example. If I couldn't get them into a studio, 
that's what I used, um, you know, to, to go to them. The only difference with that is then it's XLR mic, so you know the big sort of Canon thing, so it's a very different, so then you can't put that into your laptop, for example, you need an interface like a, a Scarlet or one of these. Um, and then you either want a condenser mic or a dynamic mic with that. Condenser mics are slightly louder. Dynamic mics you probably need to boost in some way to get to the interface. Um, see how you go. But I did that reasonably cheaply. I think that was 300 quid for the H6 recorder, but it lasted me for like three years. I mean, it's 2017 model. Uh, XLR mics were about 40 quid. You know, they were on sale on Amazon. Um, and then you need some stands and the, the cables and that, so that, and a memory card. That's in your way. So for under five, under well, around about 400 quid, really, you've got a great studio set up there. But also things you can do to enhance it, make sure you get a pop shield, you know, the um, the actual disc thing um, that goes in front of it. Uh, this mic I've got, it's got one inbuilt, so you, you don't need it so much. But also make sure you get the foam on top, you know, and that really helped the pip -p and the sit and all that stuff. Uh, it'll help reduce that. Another tip is if you want to avoid that, just move your mic that way a little bit and it'll really stop the P's and the T's and all that stuff, you know. Um, so still hear me um so there's that uh yeah so so that's kind of you know the way to go so uh, you get that for like under 400 quid then what i've done lately is invested a bit so i've sold all my kit to fund this but basically um i bought a mini studio which i can snap and and, and put up on on the group and stuff but basically it's called a roadcaster um and it's basically a mini mixing desk with four inputs and I'm talking to you through it right now. And basically, it's got all the, the faders and the sliders and all that. You can attach it to your computer. You can it's got you can just record it alone. You don't need the computer. You can then Bluetooth your phone into it. So you can take phone calls or Zooms or WhatsApp calls or anything you like. Um, you can plug the mobile phone into it as well. And then it's got, I don't know if you you'll probably not be able to, you wouldn't be able to hear it, I don't think. But um you know, you can put all your, you know, jingles and all that. So what you could do if you were not wanting to do loads of editing is you could hit the jingle that's your podcast show opening, have your podcast and then the outro music and, and sort of do it that way. That would be quite cool. But I mean, I thoroughly recommend it. And I think going into studios, because bearing in mind, a lot of the studios you'll use will be very small because you want them to be cheap and you want them to be cozy and all that stuff. You know, people aren't going to go to studios. You know, they're just not. Um, so I think that's a really good way to do it. And it's not crazy to carry about either. Hi, I'm Alex from Engage. And thanks for tuning in to the Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Each week, we'll be bringing you a great tip to supercharge your own digital marketing. And this week's comes from Shri, our head of SEO. Once a website or piece of content is live, it's easy to forget about it and just move on to the next task. However, there's a huge benefit in making sure your site is continually performing well in organic search, so it's worthwhile giving it a quick audit from time to time. The best way to do this is by using Google's Search Console. Search Console provides a whole host of information about your site, and importantly, any issues Google is having with it. And you can be sure if Google's having issues, then your customers are too. Go to google.com forward slash webmasters to start the ball rolling, or log in if you're already set up. The first place to start is with the coverage report. Check for any pages with errors or warnings. The two most common errors we see that are worth fixing are soft 404 and redirect errors. Luckily, Google tells you exactly which pages are responsible for the warnings, how to fix them, and even allows you to export the data so you can share it easily with your web developer. If you need any help getting to grips with your own search console or getting your site at the search rankings, then head over to engageinteractive.co.uk forward slash podcast, where you can see how we've helped some of the UK's most ambitious and successful hospitality brands with their own digital marketing strategies. Cheers, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Here's a commercial message from me. If you're looking to grow your business in 2021, then why not take either some sponsorship or some advertising with the Supersonic Marketing Podcast? You're listening and your customers might be listening too. All you need to do to become a sponsor or an advertiser with the podcast is send me an email to mark at supersonic.marketing. That's mark at supersonic.marketing and I will send you a rate card and a presentation that will absolutely convince you that it is the right thing to do to grow your business and help your brand boom. 
other things on guests. Um, check out your guests a bit. You know, um, I've had a few crappers, um, and every single time it's been someone has introduced me to them and said, oh, they, you should get them on your podcast. They're great. And they're not, right? Um, so, uh, you know, they were really rubbish. And just the chemistry wasn't there. And, you know, I wasn't that bothered about what they did. And, yeah, so there's only one of those that have really ever worked out. The other thing is just watch that the person isn't too salesy as well. I've had one, again, I won't say who it was, but it just was a sales pitch. through. You know, from minute one, you just knew. So trust your gut, you know, and... And you're the producer, editor, director, you're everything. So just make sure that, you know, that person's going to be good on the day. Um, but yeah, I, I think the more that you know a person, the more, or or you really covet them in some way, then the more, you know, the, the, the listeners will be able to tell that either there's a great chemistry or you really, really give a crap about that person. You really are excited to interview them. You know, it's a big deal for you. Um, so that, that's a, that, that's a good thing. And then I was thinking about, you know, just things to listen to, you know, growing up, I mean, I'm really sad that this is all white gammony guys. So I'm really sorry about that, but it's just in terms of me growing up, I think really looking at people's style. So I was really obsessed with the greats and all I can say is try and take bits from the people that you really love in radio and podcasting and, and, and don't copy them, obviously, but, you know, bring it in. So, you know, Howard Stern, Dave Letterman, Zane Lowe, Chris Evans, um, Mark Radcliffe, Johnny Vaughan, Chris Moyles, Steve Lamack, Danny Wallace, you know, and obviously, you know, Joe Wiley's in there and Annie Nightingale and other people as well, but in terms of, you know, the style. And and also just this not giving a crap thing's a really big thing. So Gary V, it was, it was either one of his shows or I asked him about it one time, or I can't remember, but he basically said, you know, don't give a crap what anyone else thinks, you know, and, and that held me back for probably two years in terms of doing this, you know, because I was worried, uh, you know, old bosses that I didn't get on with would say, old colleagues would, would say, my family would say, my mates up in Scotland going, oh, he's too big for his boots, or who does he think he is? Doesn't matter, you know, so basically just, you know, and actually, interestingly, some of the people are worried the most about what they would think and say, you know, listen to it and also listen to my radio show every week. So, you know, actually it's worth just taking the step and you don't, you know, it's that whole radiators and drains thing, right? You know, surround yourself with radiators and lose the drains. You know, anyone that's going to hold you back, just don't have them in your life, you know, just get rid of them. So that's that's a big thing. And then just at the, the bottom here, uh, just my favourite podcast, again, just for listening. So Adrift with, with uh, Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle, um, that's a really good one. Um, it's all about being socially awkward and all these things. It's really cool. Uh, Adam Buxton's just a masterclass and, you know, really great. How to Wow, Chris Evans is brilliant. Matt Morgans is quite good if he gets drunk and gets no Gallagher on. That's usually good ones. Uh, Danny Wallace. So it was interesting you were talking about Imogen, um, you know, having a radio show and then trying to pack it into a podcast. And I think Radio X do a fairly good job of that. Um, you know, uh, between Danny Wallace, Johnny Vaughan, Chris Moyles, all that. Um, I think they're quite good at just taking those those interesting bits and, and, and pulling it all together. And there's a great one called Classic Scottish Albums, but I mean, that's maybe more for me. But um, my favourite band in the world was on it this week, um, Trash Can Sinatra's. Um, and what's nice, and it's another thing to think about is, do you do an edited, a super tight edited version? And then, you know, actually an idea for the Emma thing, at Wagamama is then you do an uncut at the weekend or whatever. So that's how they do it. They put out um, the, the super tight one. It's kind of like, have I got news for you and have I got more news for you or Q, QI and Q, Q, QIXL, you know, that that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I, I think that's a good strategy as well, if you've got the time. Um, but realistically, you know, per week, it'll probably take you, you know, a good day you know, a good six to eight hours. Um, and that's with, well, you've got some help from Gaz and Gabby as well. I, I'm sort of factoring that in, I think, okay. <clears throat> you know, and, and I'm doing a lot of my own editing at the moment for, for radio and then my own podcast and stuff. So I would say, yeah, I think you really, but then it's all about what do you want out of life and what do you want to do? So 
it's like, is this going to be your part of your hobby? So are you going to do that at night? And then there's the old Gary V stuff. What else are you doing? You know, you watching Netflix? Are you doing something valuable? You know, um, or do you just say, do you know what, I'm going to commit my Saturday to it. You know, just and you'll get quicker and you'll get better and you'll find wee hacks that work for you and all these things. But between doing this, doing the other one, the the music one, um, and 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 the radio show, you know, I'm 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 in for a couple of days a week at the moment. Really, but I would say um, the, the the music one's really interesting. So it's interviewing sort of nineties music stars, and um, like the audience is crazy for that. So basically, US and Canada is bigger listening than the UK, which I was quite shocked by. Um, so there's a lot of thirst out there. So once you see like what this the stats are telling you then you can start thinking about then things like marketing as well. So I would do well. I mean, I'm not spending any budget on it just because I'm, you know, a bit skint just now and all that everyone is. But, you know, once things get up and running again, I'd really like to do more marketing to target people on Facebook. And But again, that's more time because you need to do the content and the editing and all these things. But I've been doing wee things like, you know, clipping videos of the shoom that I did the other week and Mitch Tonks it is this week. I clipped three videos of him on a Saturday night just to get it done. and. I'll get more listens because I've done that. You know, I'll, I'll trail the the ten minute video or the two minute video or whatever it is, and then it'll kick into that. So, yeah, I, I think that was most things I was going to say. I think as well. Oh, cool. Nicole has a question. I've got loads of questions oh, still, but I'll, I'll let yeah, yeah. the I'll let the gang jump in first. Nicole, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to make a comment if you considered or have you explored uh, doing a subscription model like Patreon or something like that, because I know a lot yeah. of podcasters who do that. And that's, a, again, a good way of funding the costs of making the podcasts is yeah. by having your actual listener base uh, helping support you that way. Yeah, great idea. I mean, I did try it and two things happened. One is nobody subscribed. <laughs> and the second thing was um, I didn't push it enough. Um, it was sort of hidden on my website. So actually, I think it's the latter that was the problem. Yeah, I um, would have totally subscribed, but I, yeah, this is the first I, I've heard of it. <laughs> well, I, I think I feel, I mean, this was way back when Supersonic first started, I think, or maybe it was back at Spectacular, maybe. But the way I, I did it to try and not be greedy was make it free because the whole point was to help as many people as or you know help inspire entertain help them go to sleep whatever you want to pick so there was that and then i think the other bit um was i would fund it through the commercial sponsors um the thing with patreon of of i guess it's quite tricky in that i've seen a lot of people go on to patreon and then come off and it's because they couldn't get it to work. You know, they were losing, uh, you know, sort of listeners. The other thing is, I would also feel, just from sort of following a few people on, on Patreon, unless it was really special, and I think it's okay, you know, I don't think it's really special, but it's okay. But I think I would want to give extra there as well, so there's extra work for you. So for my Patreon subscribers, they get something you know, something else. And then so it's kind of more work. But it's definitely worth investigating again because I'm not asking for sponsors yet for Series 3. So I'll finish Series 1, Series 2, sorry, New Year's Day. And weirdly, we get a lot of listeners on New Year's Day and, and Christmas Day. It's really weird. So people don't like their families, clearly, or whatever. Um, and then <laughs> so of January, um, so I'll probably take a wee break of a month or two um, and then I'll, I'll go again. But I'm just waiting to see before I start asking people for sponsorship and because I think everyone at the moment just can't commit to any money. So we'll just we'll we'll, we'll you know we'll ask at the right time. But that's a great it's a great show, something I should reinvestigate for sure. Yeah, well what just a second, Swati, because I had something just to pick up on on the advertising. I was gonna say when you mentioned advertising earlier, I think a lot of us can learn from what you've done with your advertisers in that they're really the ad messaging actually adds to the show. So the engage interactives and the toggles, the sort of weekly tip format where it's a different ad every 
time, I think yeah. really adds to the experience as opposed to just having like even really good podcasts like How I Built This and like the, the big budget American ones. They have really bad adverts and they're really, really yeah. repetitive adverts. So yeah. Squarespace. Uh, yes. <laughs> Can you hear any more Squarespace ads in any American podcast? It's just, oh. yeah, yeah, it's I, crazy. I, I, you're, you're sort of at, at that listenership level. You know, you, you're at the mercy of Acast and things like that, aren't you, as well? So they're just chucking the ads in. So you don't really have a lot of say, which is, you know, in Bose headphones and blah and all that. You know, and so Adam Buxton, for example, does sketches pretty much about Squarespace and all the economists. And that's perfect you know but it was Alex at Engage that came up with the idea um and they've been so good to me as a as a sponsor you like you know they even redid my company logo just kind of as part of it just the way it kind of worked out and every week they do the nice tiles with the orange thing over it and that just makes a difference and they were willing to do that on top of the money that they gave me I mean they just couldn't have been more helpful it was brilliant brilliant so so no i agree although you'll be upset i I think engages tips have ran out because i'm actually doing six sort of free episodes i suppose in that i'm doing 36 now this series rather than 30 so we might be repeating ads there but anyway that's the way it is (laughs) (laughs) from supersonic inc this is the mark mcsee supersonic marketing podcast The Mark McSee Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast is also brought to you by BDO, the trusted accountancy and advisory firm. As the finance experts in hospitality, BDO have the experience and the insight to provide solid foundations for your business's future growth. BDO really are the go-to team to help your hospitality business succeed. If you're in need of a dedicated transactional team bolstered with corporate finance, audit and tax services, Talk to BDO, who've got the right expertise, knowledge and experience to drive your restaurant or bars business throughout their full life cycle. As thought leaders across the sector, BDO offers commercial and technical updates specifically tailored to restaurants and bars, including their annual hospitality reports. BDO also have a well-established network in the industry that spans across finance directors, suppliers and advisors, and they are always willing to use this to their clients and their contacts' advantage. Get in touch today at bdo.co.uk to chat about how they can help take your hospitality business to the top. And please say that I sent you. Demi? Thank you, Mark. Um, my my main question is, like, you, you've been doing this for a while do do you have do you have certain milestones where you think that you know there's a beginner stage an intermediate stage and a more mature stage like how how do you know where you are and what's your experience about that uh none i've I've got i've got no expectations on it whatsoever um because that path leads to stress and that path leads to you know, just beating yourself up and worrying about what everyone else is doing. And, you know, I, I think the whole thing is like, it, I was one of the first to go out and do it. I get good feedback, you know, for this, uh, for, for the two series, I'm at around 40 odd thousand downloads. You know, I'm pretty happy with that, you know. Um, I, I mean, when I first started out, I obsessively looked at the charts and, you know, I was just every day looking, 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 looking. I still do it a bit for the music one because it's fared quite well. But yeah, just don't worry about that stuff. I mean, basically just try and do the best program that you can, the best interview that you can, get it out there and try and do as much marketing around it as you possibly can. And it's great to see the episodes growing and going up and and all these things i mean i think i've got a bit of an eye on i wouldn't mind doing a little bit more professional interviewing if you like or doing a lot more hosting i mean that would have been fine if covid hadn't come on because i did a lot of speaking and presenting anyway but i I wouldn't have minded my career going in that direction a bit more and actually doing less branding marketing now um and and more doing the, the chatty bit but we just need to wait and see so I I think it's just don't give up. And I think it's patience as well, you know, like, but you see other ones, I mean, there's other ones that started the same time as me and, you know, they've went nuclear. So 
a, a similar one was the squiggly podcast, like the HR squiggly careers. And, you know, they've went stratospheric and, you know, you can't worry about that or get down about it. I mean, I think there's, there's errors in my podcast as well. Like I'm calling it the supersonic marketing podcast. It's kind of got nothing to do with marketing, really. A lot of the episodes, it's actually just interviewing hospitality business people, hearing their story, hearing their tips. We might chat a bit about marketing, but so there's a bit of a misnomer there as well. So I might just need to sculpt it. But I heard a great thing from um, Richard Osman last night, you know, the guy that does Pointless. And he said a brilliant thing about doing his novel. And he just said, get it done, then get it good. And, and that is a great piece of advice. It's like, you know, just get it out there. And then the, f- the first few will be terrible, you know, probably. I mean, mine were anyway. Um, and then you'll just improve as you go. So, yeah, t- try not to have too many expectations because you- you'll just stress yourself out. Imogen had a question in the chat. She says, do you give guests anything in advance? Do you send them the questions or how do you plan them? Yeah. Yeah, so um, the usual routine is uh, the week before, depends how I've batched them all up, but the week before I'll give Gabby a wee nudge on WhatsApp and, you know, usually she does it before I need to nudge, but the odd time you need to nudge. And then I say to her, can you get that to me for maybe Monday, Tuesday? Um, And then maybe I'm doing them on the Thursday. So I try and give the guest two or three days notice, but not too much notice because then what they'll start doing is they'll start adding the questions and, Oh, I think this question should be this. Well, start a podcast then. (laughs) 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 If you think it should be that. So, you know, I think it's just like, you know, Gabby is just so excellent at being a sort of exec producer or something, you know, just making the whole thing come together. Um, So I don't really have to do much. And what she kills me for is, I don't ask the questions that she does a lot of the time, but it's just, it depends the way the conversation's flowing. And also I'll dip in and dip out of it. And I try not to make it to, oh, question five. You know, you know you're better just like. You want it to be more conversational. Yeah, yeah. you just want it to be human. And and you pick, and then another great tip actually, to, and you know, not that I'm saying I'm funny or anything, but I went on a stand-up course, right? Uh, stand-up comedy. That was a great thing for presenting. And what it taught you was things like story arcs and, you know, how it will kind of end up, how about to go to tangents and come back. Um, Things like callbacks. So, you know, if you ever watch comedy and maybe, have I got news for you, one of these things, one of these panel shows, and something happens early on that somebody spills their drink or somebody says something about whatever, and then they'll come back to that joke like 20 minutes later. So it's just things like that, you know, just learning those techniques. I, I found that terrifying, but really, really helpful in terms of confidence and things like that too. So that that was really good. Dan? I recorded three podcasts just before lockdown, um, but then lockdown happened and everything went bananas. Um, and I haven't really stopped since then. And I, I mean, I love creating content. I can see just you know, how much personal and professional benefits it's brought you. Um, and I get that it's also like never the right time and you've just got to do it and you'll find the time. But like the, where I'm in my business right now, nothing, nothing will beat me just approaching people directly and putting energy into that and getting the business there better than a podcast or Instagram post. But I'm also worried that it will never be the right time either. So I'm just wondering how you feel sort of the benefits and thought of balancing that against maybe that's sort of maybe more urgent business needs. And Yeah, I mean, when we did it, Back at Spectacular, Spectacular was going great. And it's, you know, and it's gone great ever since. So, and it was busy. You know, I think we had 25 live clients, you know, and and my days where I had a wee flat in London that was 10 minutes walk from the office. I was going to sleep for maybe four or five hours and then getting up again and and going out and doing it again. And I would work all weekend and, and I'd try and fit this in. So I did it when the times were good you know so everything was busy everything we were making good money and I just thought it was a good thing to do it on top you know and I think you'll have a certain amount of confidence about you as well by doing it not through desperation or you've got loads of time in your hands or you know I think it's when the pedal's almost at the floor you know put it down to the floor and see what else you can do as well, you know, try and lose some weight in the car or whatever. Just keep 
just chuck as much at it as you can. It's been incredible for me. I mean, just in terms of, um, you know, business, um, it's the first thing anyone says to me. Like, genuinely, if I go to, well, when we used to go to these awards do's and the caterers on right now, I think, it is the first thing anyone would say. And it just keeps you present in people's minds that weekly I've got a reason to talk to people. You know, weekly I've got something to put out there. And also, a lot more people will learn things through video and audio than they will by reading. And I would actually say that video or audio in some format is better than you writing blogs and writing columns and all that. But the important thing is, if you do it as a video or an audio, is to then, I'm just about to do this once you know the call finishes, is send stuff to rev.com and for a dollar a minute, you know, they'll transcribe it for you, which then becomes your written content. You might want to edit it and make it, you know. But I would say, you know, there's no better time when you're really busy and being really successful to do it on top. And and I I thought your question was going to be, I did it in before COVID, now it's irrelevant, the content. I thought that was going to be a question. But um but all I've done is I've got because I did a lot of a lot of batching, so everything's changed. Like all the, every week, everything's changing at the moment. But this is only a blip, you know, this COVID thing. So I've said at the start of the episodes, if it's relevant, said, look, this is what's going on. This is when I've recorded it. This is why you're hearing this, you know. And everyone's smart enough to realise, you know, what you're doing. But I would say if you're doing great without doing it, how great could you do with doing it? You know, it's going to go even, even bigger and better, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I would, if you can, but don't crucify yourself into thinking you've got to do, you know, one a week and all these different versions and all the marketing and at the absolute worst case, do it once a month, do it once every two months, do it every quarter, you know, and build up a backlog. You know, I've usually got five or 10 sitting around to then chuck them out because There'll be weeks when you're ill. There'll be weeks when you're too busy. There'll be weeks when there's family commitments. There'll be weeks when you just frankly can't be asked. You know, start or start with a short series. Say yeah. I'm going to do six podcasts yeah. in the first series. Yeah. See how that goes, and yeah. then if it's super successful, you do a second series with twelve episodes. Yeah, and then if it's super successful, then you yeah, increase yeah. that. Yeah, no, exactly right, brilliant. And you know, I'm doing it just now with this question mark show that is sort of starting on Friday, and I'm just doing them all under ten minutes and. I've got 24 questions there. I know that I really should answer them all in one show and make it two hours long and, you know, everyone then gets their shout out and all that stuff. But I'm just going to do like one, two or three questions, whatever fits. Um, and then I'll be able to stagger it all out and then hopefully it gets a groundswell of viewers. Then more people will ask questions and then it'll keep going. Um, so, yeah, so it's only, you know, answers to... But I would say doing little and often is better than not doing it at all, for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. So much amazing insight here and so many practical tips. I still have questions, but luckily you're in the group so we can tag you and ask you additional things. There's been really cool little tips and comments in the chat as well. So I'll make sure I export that and post it in Mm. the group. Um, But I just wanted to round off by maybe asking you to name some of the highlights of your show. So if anyone hasn't watched it, which which other go-to episodes we should all be listening to? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I I guess uh, Mark Ritson was excellent. David Campbell was excellent. Emma Wagamama was excellent. Alice Woodock at um, Restaurant Associates was excellent. Alex at Loungers. Oh, that was a really good one. It was great. Um, I mean, if you go back to the spectacular one, there's Fatboy Slim and there's um, Gary Vaynerchuk. So those were, those were excellent. Those were really cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's so hard because there's been... so. Oh, uh, Shamel at Deshoom and Will at Hawksmoor. Yeah, really good really ones. good as well. Just um, listen to all of them. Uh, th- th- <laughs> it's just unfair because, like, so many people. I mean, there's there's less bad ones than there is. You know, there's and some people really surprise you. You know, there was a guy from Serious Pigs, Serious Pig, um, George. He was just like 
one of the all time favorite people I've ever met in my life. Never mind, you know, like uh, having on a podcast. You know, he he was just <laughs> one of these humans that you meet, and you just go, "You are brilliant." You know, he just had a music are... background as well, didn't he? Did he? Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I uh, maybe. I uh, but he. Oh, he was just so much fun. Um, so yeah, so it was quite nice. And I think that day, I'm sure we met Dynamo, the magician, was in the or Ellie Goulding. Maybe Ellie Goulding was in the studio that day. Anyway, so it's quite cool. Like you meet like some cool people when you're out and about as well. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing all these things with us, Mark. That was super useful for everyone. I'm sure loads of people will watch the recording as well. So thank you very much. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks again, Mark. And I'll see you you all soon. So thanks so much to Annika Wainwright of Two Forks and Food Marketing Club for having me on as a guest, which then helped me talk about how to do a podcast which then in a meta sense I've now made a podcast so have a little think about joining the food marketing club I'd really recommend it also have a think about everything that I said on the podcast and I really hope that it helps you if you've got any questions I say you can find me easily on social media so supersonic underscore inc or indeed if you go to my LinkedIn, Mark McCulloch, you, you can find me there or supersonic.marketing, my website's there and there's a form where you can get in touch with me as well. So I really hope that's helped you. Massive thanks as usual to Engage Interactive for being our headline sponsors. If you need anything digital at all, please get in touch with Alex at Engage Interactive up in Leeds and London now actually, and they'll help you out. If you've got any financial things that you need sorting out for your business for 2021 and beyond, then do have a look at and get in touch with BDO. Go to bdo.co.uk and seek out Peter Hemmington, who is the person that you must speak to. I really hope that he can help you and I know that he will. Huge thanks to Gaz and Gabby as well for pulling together the podcast as usual. And we just thought it'd be a really fun bonus episode to put up there. So thanks for doing this at very short notice. So there we go. Bless you. Thanks for listening. This is me, Mark McSee, signing off. Bless you. Thanks for listening. And hopefully this episode, more than ever, has helped your brand boom. Boom.